The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs and business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're also giving back to the community, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking to make the most of yourself and your business, then you will want to stay tuned for the next hour. Here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com and CC1Consulting.com, and I'm delighted to be back with you again for another week. This is our 70th show. I can't believe it, how quickly that's come around. Um, today, we're going to talk about great service sales with my guests, uh, sales expert Joe Adams and the founder of the Wow Awards for great customer service, Derek Williams. Um, but before I start that, I'd just like to, as ever, say thank you to my guest from last week, a world ultramarathon record holder, Andy McMenemy, and sports psychologist and performance coach Simon Hartley. I mean, a fascinating show about how to shine, and it certainly got me out there exercising this week, so uh, thank you for that, guys. I'm also really delighted to say that uh, this show is going to be, has been featured now monthly. It's going to be monthly in the Small Business Owner magazine, and this is a fabulous free magazine for the iPad. It's a, a very successful magazine, and if you have an iPad, do check it out in the App Store. It's completely free, um, but there's some great guests and great content in there. So today's show... Um, have you ever had dealings with a salesperson, perhaps, who's not provided you with good customer service? Yeah, yes, yes, me too. I mean, I'll never forget going into the most untidy newsagent in Wales that you could possibly imagine. Uh, the owner said to me that uh, business wasn't good. In fact, it was so bad that his wife was very angry with local residents for not using the store. He said she'd actually put this sign up today, and on it it said, if you don't start using this facility, it will be taken away from you. Do you think that store was known for its customer service? I doubt it. Uh, to be a great salesperson, you must know how to provide great customer service, of course, and that includes providing a great customer experience. Also, of course, great customer service people, if, uh, you're in, if you're the disciplines are spit out in your company, must know how to bring value to the sales process. So in this show, we're going to discuss how to combine sales and service for exceptional business success. Now, my first guest, Joe Adams, was born in the USA. Uh, Joe has lived and worked in the UK since 1970. His insight into the sales process from lead generation to order was gained as a top sales professional in the USA, Canada, and the UK. He became renowned for rescuing and establishing new operations. He's had a long sales career with Encyclopedia Botanica, becoming MD of UK and IR operations for 20 years. Uh, he had a period of consistent growth and record profits during that period. He then set up Adams & Associates, which improves uh, improving direct-to-consumer sales functions. And in 1997, he became MD of Success Dynamics International Limited, which is a provider of recruiting tools and services. Um, well, 
including the well-known DISC methodology, um, which assists HR managers to make uh, the right recruitment decisions. Uh, he was regional chairman for the Academy for Chief Executives for 10 years. He's a widely recognized expert on sales management training. He's presented all over the world. He speaks, coaches, mentors, lectures on marketing, sales motivation, and strategic management. Uh, so also joining us is Derek Williams. Uh, Derek represents the service side of our conversation. Uh, Derek says that engaging employees and customers is often easier said than done. What seems like common sense can seem more like rocket science in today's business climate, where the urgent dominates the important and the customer is most definitely king. Um, Almost by accident, Derek created an incredibly powerful and simple process that's helping organizations um, achieve those goals. Um, around the world in schools, hospitals, manufacturing companies with financial services, utilities, and more, the WOW Awards is inspiring people to give great service by catching them doing things right. Derek's experience makes him one of the leading experts on employee engagement and customer service. He's also the author of Wow, That's What I Call Service, which is a collection of great customer service stories. So a big welcome to Joe Adams and Derek Williams. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you. Thanks very very much, Chris. You're very welcome. Pleasure to have you both on the line. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Joe. I I wonder if you could maybe tell me, um, I remember you telling me when we first uh, spoke about this, that here in the U.K., people don't fully understand sales and uh, being an American I'm interested in your opinion very much Uh, what do you mean well I think they understand uh, sales Chris here in the UK it's just that um, I don't think that a large percentage of the people fully accept sales as a significant and indeed a vital element in the overall marketing process now I'm come to this conclusion slowly over the past 50 years. I came here originally in 1963. I went to Birmingham for this international uh, publishing company. And to say that I experienced cultural shock in uh, Birmingham is a bit of understatement. Uh, Term sales was not just frowned upon there. It was actually outright scorned. The the, the long-held belief that nothing happens until somebody sells something actually felt like an alien belief uh, in that part of the world. Most everyone that I came in contact with avoided uh, using terms like selling or salesman or sold. Uh, they, they almost treated it like the lowest form of life. It, it, it had an absolute reptilian quality about it. Um, slowly, uh, as an evolutionary process, this has changed over the years. And I can say that there has been some significant progress made in 50 years that I've uh, observed it here in this part of the world. I'm pleased about about that. So uh, you think people see it as much more of a profession now, do you, than uh, 40 years ago? We're moving in that direction. The the, the buyer-seller relationship is still not fully appreciated. (laughs) So do you think that Americans, therefore, do sales better well, as you pointed out uh, to our audience, I've lived half of my life in uh, each of the countries, and the Americans uh, don't necessarily do it better, but their attitude about sales and their attitude about selling and salespeople generally is uh, quite a significant bit better. Uh, the Americans understand the ethics involved, uh They understand the commercial realities involved. They understand that professional training is of the utmost importance. 
continuous and constant motivation of the highest order is a requisite, and indeed they they buy up to and subscribe literally to the five great motivators taken by worldwide surveys, um, which are recognition, job satisfaction, job security, reward, and you you the manager. They understand that sales actually drives most companies. And finally, there there is a great deal of respect for salesmen and the selling process in America. We we just haven't quite got it yet. Uh, we haven't quite awakened to the reality of that. And if I if I could just make one other uh, point about this, which is uh, a dichotomy almost. Interestingly, one of the most vital components of sales, of the sales process, is advertising. Um, and it's actually here of a far higher quality here in the UK than it is in America. But I think that this may be symptomatic of the problem. In, in the UK, where there is such an emphasis on high culture, this key element of the sales process seems to be more acceptable as an art form than as a sales driver. Oh, that's, that's a very interesting uh, opinion with regards to the the advertising. Um, I think it's interesting. I remember when I left college, you know, the kind of companies that people often really wanted to work for, particularly if it was in a, a sales environment, were companies like the company I joined, which was Mars, uh, and uh, also Rank Xerox was known for its sales um, training, which uh, another company that I worked for. And it was interesting that people over here respected those organisations for their their training, but of course their origin was from the United States. Mars a brilliant company. So, so uh, Derek, as a customer service expert, I mean, what? Let's let's move on to customer service for a moment. What examples do you have uh, where you've perhaps seen bad customer service in a, a sales environment? Well, I, I might disappoint some of your listeners here, Chris, because um, I, I don't name and shame businesses, and I'll tell you for why. It's because I believe that every business owner. It's their prerogative to decide on what combination of product, quality, price, delivery um, is right for their business. So I'm, I'm not, not one who, who likes to pick on individual businesses because that may well be their chosen strategy. But having said that, I also believe that a big business is just a little business that did the right things. And I think there, there are... A number of examples I can give you. I'll, I'll share three examples uh, with you where I think the service side of things does go wrong. And, and perhaps one that's uh, very topical at the moment um, is what we're seeing with the UK banks, where I think they've been so driven by their sales targets um, that they've actually put the ethics to one side and they've been trying to sell us products that either weren't right for us or were, were actually, you know, almost on the uh, verging on the illegal. So things like payment protection insurance for people that just didn't need it was totally wrong. And when we have that sort of experience, if we then need another financial services type product, I would rather go to a completely new company where I have no knowledge of them than go to one that's let me down in the past. 
So I think, you know, one is where we're, we're perhaps too target driven. But I think the opposite of that, sometimes I, I have the experience where organizations aren't selling to me enough. So for instance, I've, I've got a little coffee shop that I regularly use. It's very close to my office and the coffee is lovely. The setting is great. It's very comfortable. But boy, do I wish that they would come across every once in a while and offer to bring me another cup of coffee. And if they did, they would probably double or treble their sales with me. But I will continue using them because it's convenient and every so often I'll get up and I'll, I'll go and ask for my, my extra cup of coffee. I think the third example, though, is that the occasions when I'm trying to buy something that's maybe of a fairly technical nature and people sell me what I ask for but without really taking any time to investigate what I really need. And um, in that sort of situation, what I'm looking for really is somebody that does have the expert knowledge and the, the communication skills to be able to help me and give me that, that better service. And when I find those service providers, I tend to stick with them for life then and we'd, we'd buy everything for the home or the business from, from those sort of people. Uh, it's, it's very interesting what you were saying there. Uh, on, the, on the first point there about banks, I had a, a guest on the show, Graham Codrington, who was talking with me about change. And, and Graham said, what do you think people would do with their bank accounts if Apple suddenly opened a bank? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, a brilliant example that we do have in the UK in this last couple of years, and which I, I will name, is a, a bank called Metro Bank. And their service standards are so far and above any other British bank uh, that I know of at the moment that I've already been to them and opened a personal account with them and I'm looking at moving all my business banking to them. Um, just absolutely brilliant. Very good. So, so just um, we've got a, another minute before we go to commercial break, but I mean, what do you think are the consequences for, for business over here through, you know, poor, poor service or not having it, not balancing it right with sales? Well, if you lose the customer's trust, you've lost the customer forever, forever, really. So um, it's got to be done with integrity. Good. Well, I shall, we shall leave it right there, and we shall be okay. uh, just go to commercial break, and we'll be back again with you in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of bemoreachievemore.com, cc1consulting.com. I'm with Joe Adams and Derek Williams. We're talking about great service sales. And um, I know that Joe, um, just talking to me in the break, said he got a really great poem, uh, which was about sales and very relevant to the first section of the conversation that we were having. So I'm going to hand us over to Joe to read us a poem. This poem I've read thousands of times in seven or eight different countries, and I always read it prior to a training session, because unless the people involved accept the importance of sales, it's very hard, if not impossible, to implant any sales technique. So here we go. The poem's name, The Salesman. When labor toils and factories hum, and out plant doors the products come, the payment for it comes from the salesman. In any business office where white-collar workers earn their share, they all should thank in grateful prayer the salesman. When banks and institutions lend the funds on which the firms depend, for finance they too have a friend, the salesman and miles of gleaming railroad track and roads and highways there and back could not exist without his knack, the salesman. So cross the land, behind each door, are worlds of wealth and goods galore. They'd ne'er be there were it not for the salesman. Yes, others may salute their trade, the contributions they have made, but it's for him that I'll parade the salesman. For it is sales that keeps us free, that fuel our great democracy. And that is why I'm proud to be a salesman. Very good. Very good. It's taken us 70 shows, Joe, to have anybody read us a poem. (laughs) And that really does. (laughs) And that really does, I I think, uh, really does summarize and uh, raise the importance, doesn't it? It it makes people realize the actual importance of sales. And if you're a sales professional, yeah, absolutely vital to your business. So it's great. Um, So thank you for that. And so I'm just going to ask you, Joe, I mean, do you, do you think having separate sales and customer service teams suggests to salespeople that their role is not customer service? I know certainly big companies, they do that. And also to customer service people, that sales is not an important part of their role. Um, do you think sales and service um, should really be a part of every customer-facing role and be, be trained on each? Well, uh, not necessarily. I, I, I really don't think it's a matter of a, a good training, good company culture. What we really are looking for, or is the end result, and the end result is a satisfied, uh, satisfied customer. I, I don't think that having uh, separate customer service and sales teams make makes one feel more important or less valued than the other. I think people in most companies are fully okay with the need for separate companies. Um, sales and service should be part of every customer facing role. Again, it's it all comes down to training. It all comes down to the mindset. It all comes down 
to the leadership of the organization that uh, all departments work together towards a common goal. <clears throat> I, I was, I, one thing that sort of came up for me, I remember doing a big piece of training with an organization, it was the insurance group, and um, what was very interesting, I did, we did some uh, training around selling, we called it consult- collaborative trading, we called it, with uh, the, all the salespeople, um, but we called it collaborative trading so that we could also include the underwriters who didn't see themselves being part of the sales process, but what was really interesting was actually the shift in opinion. When they got rid of the, the views that sales was a bad thing and they really saw themselves as part of that process, had enormous impact. Um, Yes. I just wondered, you know, I wondered the same thing with, with customer service that actually, um, you know, they play an important role in the sales process too, um, with loyalty and that kind of thing. I think that's very important. So how, how do you, Derek, how do you combine sales and service effectively you know, for success in a business? What are the key principles? Well, I, I agree totally with what Joe is saying, that they don't need to necessarily be um, one department, but the, but the organization needs to work as one. And I think very often uh, what I see is a breakdown of communication and silos uh, developing around the two departments where they're almost working against each other. And it's not just the sales and service people. I actually lay some of the blame at the uh, at the door of the finance people because if we're driving too hard to achieve targets within a financial period, then we're we're at risk of destroying our business. So I I think that this uh, need for greater communication and cooperation is not just within sales and service, but throughout the throughout the whole organisation. And I, I think there's a number of key issues that I, I would uh, be looking at. One is making the sales and service a, a core part of the ideology for the for the business. You know, I, I believe that a business has to have integrity. I believe that people should be able to take pride in their work and pride in what they achieve for themselves and their customers. So reviewing your sales and service strategy, just make sure that they are totally aligned um, and remembering that our best opportunity for making sales is either sales to existing customers or sales by way of existing customers through uh, referrals and recommendations so if we can get that bit working really smoothly then sales starts to come easier and I, I remember doing some work with one organization it's a company called Autoglim and um, they manufacture and sell um, car cleaning and car care products, and their products are sold all over the world. Their suppliers buy royal appo- uh, appointment to the royal family and this sort of thing. And I always remember speaking to their chief executive one day because they're doing fantastic things in terms of sales and service. And I said to him, what is it that really makes your your company different? And he said to me, Derek... He said, what it is, we are a group of people who are all facing in the same direction. And I think if we can embody that principle, uh, getting everybody facing in the same direction, and just to add one last thing to it that's really um, something very powerful that we've learned over the last few years through the WOW Awards, is make a special effort to catch people doing things right and particularly catching them doing things right in the eye of the customer. 
because as managers we often react to our fears and we can be very quick to criticize somebody's failings but how often do we recognize their achievements so let's look through the eyes of the customer, invite our customers to tell us when they've had great service and use that as the basis for celebration, for learning, for improving our understanding of what makes our, our business really tick. That's where I, I guess, come from. <clears throat> I guess that's very, very motivational and uh, much more positive than maybe give, give it, doing intensive focuses on the bits of customer service that go wrong. Absolutely, and it's exactly what Joe was saying when he talked right at the start about the, uh, was it the five key drivers, Joe, or the six key drivers, and number one, I think, on his list was recognition. That's Let's right. give people recognition. I'm not saying reward, I'm saying recognition. And giving people a sense of pride in what they're doing, because if, if you can be proud of your product and your company, selling is really, really easy. It's a pleasure. Sometimes recognition's uh, enough, though, isn't it? I, I remember in, is much more powerful than reward. I remember, in some, I remember in some of the Mars factories, they used to they started putting up um, uh, notes from customers, and they mm. put them up in, in the in the factories so people could see them. And there was obviously some really nice notes in there, which was very positive. There was also some some uh, a bit more critical, but um, you know the people did look at them and it did uh, you know to, to hear what the customer was saying in, in mm. the factory was was very helpful. Well, some of the, the most wonderful factories I've visited over the years are the ones that actually invite customers in, um, where they can come and do a tour of the factory. And then the people on the production line almost become like performers in, in entertaining their customers, showing them how things are built. You know, it could be putting the wheels on a car, but doing it with a, with a flourish and a bit of panache. And, and people fall in love with those sort of companies. I mean, I took my mum into the Mars factory. She had a tour once, and she's probably 15 years ago. She still talks about it and, and about how there she came out la laden with bars of chocolate. She was uh, <laughs> absolutely uh, loved it. <laughs> We're easily bought, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> they were just surprised to see that there wasn't umpalumpas and things like that in there. <laughs> <laughs> what a disappointment. <laughs> so, so, Joe, uh, Derek shared a lot of things there, and I think the first one was about um, you know how you make sales and service a core part of your ideology for your business. I mean, do you have a view on that? Yes, I do. I, in fact, I, by this conversation, I'm reminded of uh, my very first conference back in 1971 when I took over as uh, sales manager of this international publishing company. And we went to Sorrento, and the, the title of the conference was Them and Us. And it was a theatrically oriented uh, uh, depiction of how we felt the sales department uh, viewed the credit and collection department and how the credit and collection department viewed the sales department. And we dressed up in uh, various different costumes to to make the point. And the credit department looked upon the salespeople as being rich and thoughtless and interested only in their commission. And, and the salesmen viewed the credit department as being only interested in knocking out half their orders because of <laughs> poor credit, lack of a willingness to pay, and so forth. But that's that conference bought brought the company together in in such a way that from then on we worked as a single unit and we coined a, a expression do the company work the company way in fact from then on we insisted that every single employee regardless of whether they were admin or sales had to go through the standard company sales training course we were able to inculcate the ideology that service 
is before self. And this helped to create a very, uh, very much better mindset, a selfless mindset, both in the uh, sales organization and the admin department. It helped also with enlightened self-interest. And the great saying of Zig Ziglar, to get what I want, I have to help enough other people to get what they want, became part of the entire uh, culture of our organization. So, yes, it is important that the company works together as a single unit, as opposed to, as uh, Derek was saying, a group of uh, uh, selfish fiefdoms or cells. Isn't that that's just so important, isn't it? I guess what you did there is you kind of raised the conscious awareness of everybody to realise that they are one big team. It's not a silo. Um, that must have an enormous impact on performance, I imagine. That's right. Okay, well, we're, we're going to go across to another commercial break, and we'll therefore be back with you again in just a, a couple of minutes. <laughs> the boardroom to you voice america business network would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential chris cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the achiever program one-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. What if you were able to make extra money in your free time? Okay, we hear that all the time. But High Yield is all about finding investment strategies that have proven results. Your hosts, Frank Rolfe and Dave Reynolds, will bring you the insider tips that will help create double-digit yields and give you the quality of life you want, despite a troubled economy. Just keep your mind open and listen every week for High Yield with Frank and Dave. Fridays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of bemoreachievemore.com and cc1consulting.com. And yes, if you do have any questions that you'd like to send to me um, or any feedback, I always love to hear from you and always uh, reply. So um, it would be good to hear from you. And, and today we've got uh, um, anglicized American uh, Joe Adams and also uh, Derek Williams um, on the show. We're talking about great service sales. And we were going through uh, before the break uh, some kind of principles that Derek identified around um, exceptional success in business through sales and service. And uh, the first one was about really making sales and service a core part of your ideology. Um, so the second one is was about sales and service strategy. So, I mean, uh, uh, Derek, what do you think, in your opinion, is the best way to really go about reviewing your sales and your service strategy to get it um, uh, operating effectively? 
Well, I, I think the most important thing actually is just basic communication. I, I think first of all, we really need to understand the functions of the organization. So almost everybody in the company almost could do with, uh, like a, uh, a mini degree in, uh, in business administration, but understanding each other's targets and the problems or challenges that they face and trying to find ways that we can work together um, to overcome some of those problems. And just going right back to the start when I, I talked about examples of bad service, in my own situation, if anything, I'm probably guilty of being like the coffee shop. I sell somebody a cup of coffee, um, but I, I'm not always necessarily the best that I can be in terms of following that up. So the thing that I've learned more than anything is to, is to meet with my customers and talk with my customers at every possible opportunity. And if, if, if possible, meeting rather than just talking over the phone. Because when I sit and talk with people, I start to discover what their problems are and what gaps that they might have in the, in the service that we're providing. And it means that I'm either able to sell them something that they're not currently buying from me because they simply weren't aware of it, or that I'm able to go away and develop a new product or a new service that addresses their needs. So I think the whole thing really comes down to communication, talking with our customers, talking with our employees, and uh, doing the very best we can to maximize value for the customer. I think you make a really good good point there in terms of if you review, to review your sales and service strategy often actually going outside there and talking to your customers and getting their opinion is uh, going to be in a very effective way to understand how you can improve. It's the most valuable part of the, the work that I do, but also I find it the most enjoyable because even if I I get to hear of a problem, I've got the opportunity of resolving that problem. But if I hadn't gone out and met with these people and I hadn't heard what their issues were and uh, what those problems were, I've got no chance of addressing them. And then the risk is that I lose the customer without ever knowing why. Mm. Uh, and and I, guess, I guess, too, that you know, a lot of people probably spend more time with new customers initially and then you know, danger can be with the oh. existing ones that you let it slip. <laughs> well, I, I did something very interesting this year for the first time. I, I've put together a budget for my company that's based on zero sales growth because what I, I've done is I've taken the view, could we manage with zero new business and just live on our existing customers and the, the business that we have from last year. And that's completely changed the emphasis in my company from one of um, being target-driven to achieve new sales to one of being target-driven around keeping the customers that we've got. And, of course, it doesn't stop us making new sales, but the new sales are coming very nicely on the back of referrals and recommendations and we're keeping the customers we've already got. Very, very good. So, so I think what you're really talking there about is talking with your customer, and sales and service is important 
um, obviously to, to the end customer, which is, is the way we often think about it. But I think what Joe was also talking about before the break was actually the importance in an organization to be providing good service internally to other departments and uh, Absolutely pull it together. Right. Yeah, they've got to come together. All facing in the same direction is, I, I think, a lovely way of looking at it. Great. Now, now, you also mentioned next that it's easier and cheaper to sell to an existing customer. Um, do, do you think, I mean, in your opinion, Joe, do you think you should give existing customers or, or new prospects the greater attention? Well, it's definitely easier and less expensive uh, to sell to existing customers, uh, assuming, of course, first of all, that they've had a world-class sales performance and they've received Olympic standard uh, sales service. <clears throat> you, you then have the confidence of the customer. Uh, whether or not you should give the existing customer's preference to new prospects depends to a large extent on the type of products being offered uh, by the company, whether it's retail or wholesale or whatever the type of organization that you're talking about. However, I will add that a company will grow in direct proportion to its ability to attract new customers while at the same time uh, satisfying the needs of its existing customers, which will enable you to keep them. And with, with regard to the cost of marketing, which is always a big consideration with companies, <clears throat> um, the cost of marketing will always be higher with new customers as it will be with existing customers. In fact, worldwide surveys have been taken on this very subject that have proven that it's six times easier and six times uh, less costly uh, to keep existing customers than it is to get a new one. Six times. Six hundred percent. And that's a powerful argument for really spending a lot of effort and time and thinking and uh, dedication into keeping your existing customers, which ties in perfectly with what uh, Derek was just saying. Mm. Uh, in, in relation to that, I mean, something that I found helpful, I, I may have spoken to it before on the, about it before on the show with guests, I can't, I can't quite remember, but there's uh, something, the, the magic matrix where you actually look at your existing clients um, and you look at the, your products uh, down one side of the axes and, and identify which products you're selling to your existing customer and where the gaps are. Uh, and that can be a very helpful tool then to then go and focus in with those existing customers. Uh, is, is that something that you would, uh, you would recommend with uh, you know, that sort of approach? Joe? Yes, yeah, absolutely right. I, 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 I think that's a fantastic tool, actually, Chris. And I, I've heard it referred to as windows of opportunity which I think is a nice way of thinking about it because the, so often what I found is that if you don't talk with your customer sufficiently to explore those windows of opportunity, they will fill the gap with services from another company. And then you're left thinking, well, I can do that. Why didn't you ask me? Yeah. And, of course, exactly. it, it, it's because we've had that, that situation, like I talked about at the start, where somebody's not really understanding the customer's needs. 
Mm. And it's very easy, easy from if you're on the side of being a buyer in, a, say, a, a, a big company, uh, which which I've been. It's like actually what you tend to do is you tend to pigeonhole suppliers around the delivery of certain services. So you see them about delivering coaching, them about delivering training, or uh, them about media or something. And, and what we you only uh, the buyer often only uh, doesn't only doesn't appreciate the full extent of the services that are being offered, and that's partly the responsibility of the supplier who's not sharing them. I think sometimes um, companies cause confusion for, for their customers, though, um, by trying to offer a, a range of products or service that can be too broad. Um, we often hear the expression, one-stop shop, and actually, I'm, I'm not altogether convinced by the concept of one-stop shop. I think sometimes there's advantage in being known as a specialist. Um, so, for instance, in my own organization, we used to do customer service training and mystery shopping and bits of research and consultancy and the WOW Awards. And I think, to a certain extent, we were confusing our customers and I remember reading Jim Collins' book about good to great, and he talks about the hedgehog principle. And the businesses that grow consistently well year on year are those that tend to be quite specialist. And uh, based on that, I made a decision that we would only do one thing from now on, and that was the WOW Awards. And we, we, we stopped all of the other services. And since then, our business has grown tremendously. In my last in my last corporate uh, role, uh, we used to have endless discussions about uh, the value of public relations, and I guess the reason that we did uh, have these uh, discussions was it difficult to quantify the benefit that one derives or a corporation derives from uh, public relations. So in the end, we formed the view that the best and least expensive form of public relations was satisfied customers and advertising that fact to the world at large. Uh, and actually, you know, the word of mouth from satisfied customers is, is more powerful than any advertorial, isn't it? <laughs> or right. anything you've put in the press yourself. Uh, we talked about um, earlier on, um, alignment, Derek, and about really ensuring that sales and service are aligned. Mm. I mean, do you, do you have any any tips or thoughts for people who are, you know, trying to do that? Well, let, let me just go back to my days working in manufacturing and uh, tell you a little bit about what I used to see there, because I I think that one of the fears of management is that in order to get people to do something to achieve a target, we have to provide a financial mo uh, motivator a bonus or a commission or vouchers or prizes or whatever. And I think actually that we've been barking up the wrong tree for a long, long time. And what I used to see in manufacturing was different parts of the organization being uh, bonused on certain targets. So the salespeople were bonused around getting orders in, um, but it was almost orders at any cost. They weren't uh, taking sufficient notice of the production people and the difficulties they've had. The, uh, the people on credit control were bonused on getting in bad debt, uh, collecting bad debts. But if they wrote off debt as being uncollectible, it would drop out of the calculation. So people were actually able to do things that helped them achieve their, their bonus 
but which weren't in the long-term best interest of the company. And I just came to the conclusion this is just a total nonsense. Why are we doing this? What we really ought to be looking at is giving our people an adequate level of reward um, so that the, you know, money isn't such a big issue, but actually having everybody aligned around a company objective. Now, that might be sales or, or profitability. I, I'm not sort of saying those, those targets are wrong, but let's have everybody focused on the same target. Hmm. Otherwise, I think there's a real, a real risk that people are achieving their bonus, but the company is not achieving its target. Yeah, I, I guess with the you know, with salespeople as well, it's going to this be bonus on the quality of what they oh. d- deliver. I, I I can remember taking over a sales territory from a from the top performing salesman in a company who just left, and I and I spent about half of the year uh, removing and uh, what he what he <laughs> what he'd done and sorting out the issues that he'd left behind. Yeah, uh, the biggest and best orders always came in just before the end of the year. The salespeople got their bonus, and then guess what happened just after the start of the new year? Those orders would either get cancelled or renegotiated, and they never got renegotiated upwards. It was always downwards. And sometimes we even shipped the equipment and never got paid for it. And you're thinking, how can that be in the best interest of the company? But we're going to go to commercial break again, and we'll be back again in just uh, with the final kind of principles in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We spend 70% of our week in the office. What is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it? The number one motivator is a positive work environment. And that's where Real Recognition Radio comes in. Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace, such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune into Real Recognition Radio. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. 
Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Joe Adams and Derek Williams. Uh, we're talking about great service cells. Uh, so, Joe, I mean, let's let's talk now about people development because um, you know we people do need to be uh, trained and and developed to really appreciate uh, the importance of great service and how to how to do it. Uh, what's the best way, from your experience, in developing your people to really embody the principles that we've been talking about? Well, Chris, I think one of the most helpful ways is to actually hire the right kind of people in the first place. And psychometric evaluation or personality profiling can help uh, to pinpoint those not only who exhibit the most uh, appropriate personalities to be successful in the sales process, but also, and of equal importance, uh, people who have the personality traits and exhibit empathy, which is important uh, in terms of the customer satisfaction that the individual people are able to focus on. Uh, it's important from the sales process, and it's important from the sales, or, or the, rather the customer satisfaction point of view. And we found in my one of my companies, Success Dynamics, who specializes in this activity, that hiring the right people for both sales and service is of the most vital importance. And then recognizing them, uh, recognizing them for their achievements, uh, recognition, recognition, recognition alone we think is omnipotent, both from a sales and from a service point of view. Uh, Derek is completely right. Catch people doing things right and then reward them, not necessarily with money, but with accolades, with certificates, with trophies, with trips, or whatever means that uh, you can come up with to bring credit upon that individual's performance. Uh, constant training and the emphasis on uh, doing the company work the company way. Tying in uh, their individual goals. Try to get people to do things for their reasons rather than just the company's reasons. And by doing that, you often find that the individual's goals of the uh, salespeople and the admin people are in complete harmony with the objectives of the company. And by emphasizing the company's products and services, uh, making a vital contribution to the lives uh, of, of the individual customers is also important so that they can feel like they've made a contribution to society, not just uh, been successful in their own right. Uh, we, we developed a little saying, which is, uh, pride in positive and productive performance paves the way to perpetual profitability. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Uh, and, yeah, uh, you know, there's a really important message there, isn't there, with your, your salespeople, your service people. You've got to make sure that they've got that that customer people orientation um, uh, right from the beginning. Otherwise, uh, you can easily recruit the wrong people to do your sales-focused jobs, can't you? Yes, very true. Very true very indeed. You've got to maintain and develop them then um, through the process, and and I guess what I think what you're saying in there too is that you know if people can fulfil their own personal goals through their work, they're going to be much more loyal to you. That's true. Very true. So, so, so Derek, I mean, one of the the things that you've said all the way through this interview is the importance of catching people doing it right. Now, what do, what do you do when you catch people doing it right? Well, I, I, I think this is, this is absolutely right. 
I think something that's happened perhaps over the last 30 years or so, particularly in the UK, and I guess this is true of the, the USA as well, but we've moved away from a manufacturing-based economy to a service-based economy. And I think that one of the problems coming out of that is that it's not quite so easy for people to take pride in their work. Joe gave us this uh, little quote just now about pride, which I, I totally agree with. I think going back to when people made things, and it didn't matter whether they were a stonemason working on a building or an engineer building an engine in a car, um, there was an opportunity to take pride. For instance, you would often see the initials of a builder carved into a little corner of a pathway on a, a new build, or uh, a car company like Aston Martin, the engineer that built the engine, used to sign the engine. And I came across a company recently that did telecommunications equipment where the engineers that built the, the big uh, electrical junction boxes used to slip a, a cigarette paper in between the electrical wires with their name on it. So they'd, they'd taken personal ownership for that manufacture. And going over to a service economy, I think it's, it's been harder to give people that sense of pride. And what we've we, uh, almost fallen into by accident, as you said in your, your introduction to me, is how when you catch people doing things right in a sincere way, the benefit is just, it's almost explosive. It's, it's quite incredible. And I, I think sometimes as managers and leaders, we struggle with sincerity. It's, it's hard to find a reason for giving people recognition. But if you let your customers do it, which is what the WOW Awards is all about, it's customers saying when they've had great service, the sincerity is there. Often people will perhaps take more notice of what a customer says than what they will take of their own manager. So the sincerity is there. And recognizing people's achievements. We, we get people who have been nominated for the WOW Awards who might be cleaners or nurses or teachers or guys digging holes in the road who have had just this paper certificate as recognition for their efforts. They will write to us and thank us. And, and the words that they use are just absolutely mind blowing. Sometimes people saying to us, Things like, I've worked for this organization for more than 30 years, and this is, the, this is the first time that I really feel appreciated. And you think, how can that be? Have we really missed such a, a big opportunity all these years in just not giving people the recognition that they needed? And when you give them that recognition, of course, their, their performance levels just go up from there. You've cemented it at that level, and they want to do even better next time. So it's, it's, it's been an incredible uh, roller coaster this last few years of trying to understand how people can be motivated by this recognition. Mm. And I, I think what you're doing is, is fabulous with the Wow Awards. <clears throat> so you know, recommend people take a look at that because uh, it, it, you only have to look at something like um, if you have seen the program Undercover Boss. Yes, uh, you know, you, and you just see how you know, those people who are recognised at the end of it, who are doing you know sterling jobs, um, how much they appreciate it. And it's often not about money, is it? It's just the fact that the, no. the boss has taken the time to give them a pat on the back. 
Well, just as a, a little example, I quite often go along to the companies that we're working with where people are being presented with their certificates. Now, bear in mind, this is just a piece of paper. There is no money attached to it. And people are coming along to, to receive this certificate and they may have bought a new suit and they're very smartly dressed. They've put on a shirt and tie or the ladies have got a new dress. They're, they're sometimes asking if they can bring their family with them. So they're bringing husbands, wives and children. They're bringing cameras in and they want a picture of them with the chief executive, with them with their certificate. Some of them are bringing their customers in as well so the customer can present them with their certificate. And you think this is just absolutely incredible. These people have almost exploded with motivation. And, and yet they've been doing this job sometimes for many, many years but just weren't feeling appreciated. Brilliant. We've got, only got about a minute to, to, to close, so it's very quickly. What, what message would you like to leave us with, Joe? I'd like to see sales elevated to the level of importance that it deserves here in the UK. Um, <clears throat> salespeople deserve praise. They deserve uh, public recognition. And by the leadership that we are able to supply in giving our salespeople the reason to be passionate, the reason to be enthusiastic about the products that they are selling, we are able to foster a higher degree of sales and automatically then we will achieve a higher degree of service. I've been in the sales world since I was, in the sales world since I was 12 and the saying, find something that you love to do and you'll never work a day in your life fits me because I've loved every minute of my work in sales and sales management. Good sales and good customer service equals a good company. This concept of working together in all departments will mean a great company. And the term T-E-A-M, together everybody achieves more, is something that I believe most passionately in. And I wish everyone who listens to this broadcast good selling and good customer service, and you will have a great company. Wonderful. Derek, quickly yourself. Uh, I just repeat what Joe says almost. I think that's a great way to finish. The best salespeople I've, I've ever known seem to make selling easy because they were giving great service. They were taking pride and really enjoying what they were doing. That's what it's all about. Wonderful. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you both this afternoon and uh, this morning, if it's in, when the, in the listening from the US. Uh, for more information on Joe Adams, go to um, successdynamics.co.uk and also um, adams-and-associates.com. For Derek Williams, go to www.mrwow.co.uk. And if you have any questions or feedback, please send them to chris at bemoreachievemore.com. Leave them on my Facebook page. And next week, we'll have um, artist Lewis Parsons on the um, show who's going to talk with us about the, the the value of art and and bringing out your creativity in your business he works with huge organizations like mars and microsoft and people like that and uh, does some amazing work we really interesting creative show next week so thanks for listening and uh, we'll speak to you again soon thank you for listening to be more achieve more Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, typically 4 p.m. London on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 